Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 38 of the Pause Up podcast, a day before Thanksgiving, so a very early happy Thanksgiving to everybody watching this. Alongside me, of course, is my friend and co-host, Kevin Barral. I believe Jonathan Mayer is going to be here pretty much any minute now. And um, we, of course, have a very special guest, a friend of the show, the great Heath Glick. Heath, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Jake, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, you know, happy Thanksgiving to Panther Nation and you know all the families. And I just want to say, on behalf of athletics, thank you to all of you that you know have attended our events this year, um, have supported our athletes, supported our programs, and you know made contributions. Hi, Jonathan. Nice to see you. Just want to say thank you to all of you. And uh, on a personal level, I'm just you know grateful that. You know, every day I get to work with our athletes, our coaches, our different administrative personnel, administrators, and spirit squads, and happy Thanksgiving to all you, and, and thank you so much to what you guys do and, and support Panther Nation. So thank you. Whoa. Just and like that, John, Johnny dropped. He must be having connection issues. But but Heath, you're a very busy man at FIU. I, I Currently, the senior associate AD of FIU Athletics, as well as the uh, sports administrator for both men's and, and women's basketball. So, um, yeah, you, you have a lot on your plate these days. Um, pun intended plate. Get it. Thanksgiving. Anyway. Um, but let's take, let's, let's take it back way before, um, your time at FIU and, and way before your time in, in, in the Southern part of the U S for that matter. So of course your field of expertise, by the way, hi, Johnny, how you doing? Um, What's going on? Sorry, a little bit late, but I'm all good. Oh, you're all good. You're you're just in time, as we should say. So, from either a coaching standpoint or the work that you do now, basketball has been has been part of your life for a while. So, just want to know: at what point in your life did you really get attached to the sport, and when did you know that you would want to work in the field? Well, I can you know, sports in general has been part of my life for forever. I mean, I can remember being you know four years old, you know, your earliest memories, you know, just being outside and whether it be kicking a ball, shooting a ball, hitting a ball, uh, you know, playing with, you know, different kids in the neighborhood growing up, uh, you know, sports has just always been part of, you know, who I am and, and, and what I do. And, uh, you know, when I thought I'd have a career in it, you know, I, I was always very, you know, passionate about having some involvement in sports. I mean, when I was young, I wanted to go to the NBA. That didn't quite work out. Uh, so then I thought, you know, maybe I'd, you know, be in coaching and and be able to impact, you know, uh, young men's lives uh, at that time. And I got to do that for a while, and it was a great, great experience. And then, you know, education was something that was always stressed to me as a as a young person, you know, within my household. And so I went out and got a law degree, uh, you know, to try and figure out, you know, how to navigate the world as a lot of young people do when they're, you know, younger. And, um, you know, I just couldn't leave sports. And so I got to coach and and after coaching a little bit while, you know, administration was something that uh, was presented to me, nothing I'd really ever thought about. And, you know, I, I tried it out and, you know, it, I've grown, you know, every single day as an administrator, but I love what I do. I love the people that I get to impact and be around. And uh, it's been a, it's been an exciting, uh, uh, 44 years. Yeah. So being a native from New York, right, you you slowly made your way down south educationally with a uh, a degree at Emory University, which I believe is in uh, Georgia. 
And then, Atlanta, of course, another one at the University of Miami, which is in, as we like to say here, not Miami. But, you know, what prompted the move uh, down south? And uh, when did you first set your sights on on FIU? Well, it's funny. I Actually, my first uh, first time ever setting foot on this campus was uh, I was a student at Emory in Atlanta and it was a it was a winter break and you know, I came down, you know, with some friends to, to South Florida because they wanted to, you know, go on a, on a winter break like a lot of college students do. And, you know, I was very passionate about sports and, and, and basketball. And, uh, you know, one of the games that was going on in the area was was a FIU basketball game. And so this was in the in the 90s. I attended my first FIU basketball game. I can tell you who they played. It was the University of Illinois, Chicago. Uh, and so you know, it's just kind of funny how things went full circle. I never, ever thought that I'd be working at FIU or being a part of FIU. But um, that was actually my first experience on the campus was during a college, you know, a college winter break. And, you know, I, I liked the area. It was it was nice. I liked, uh, you know, what I saw on the campus. And it's just amazing how things have grown. I mean, it's probably 25, 30 years later since I first, you know, stepped foot on campus. Yeah. Keith, you talk about FIU, and then you first joined in 2004 uh, with the basketball team. Just talk to us a little bit about that. Your, what were your thoughts of the university? Obviously, you mentioned you came here for uh, for a basketball game, and not not as an FIU uh, staffer, but you know, just as a staff member. What was what were your thoughts on on the university, and how would you compare it back then to what it is right now? Well, it is a it's a completely different place um, from where it was in. 2004. I mean, I started here as a basically a part-time uh, part-time employee in the in the basketball office with the director of basketball ops. I was, you know, fortunate. You know, during my summers of college, I was around and working a lot of, you know, different basketball camps with a lot of great coaches. And uh, somebody that I'd met was actually on staff here as an assistant coach. And okay. you know, they needed somebody to kind of fill the role of you know somebody who wanted to you know love sports, be involved help out administratively um, and it was kind of the path to coaching at the time and so uh, I came over here and you know I was hired by Sergio Rocco who was one of our basketball yeah. coaches and uh, I got to be with the program for for two years and it's you know it's amazing just you know hearing from guys that are on that team from time to time which is now believe it or not 20 years later uh, it's been it's been quite a road and the university is just the trajectory has just grown i mean tremendously i mean the fact that we're now the number four public university in the in the country i mean we're we're top 10 and uh you know return on investment for for a degree i mean the amount of buildings and development that's happened here that's happened within the community i mean it's 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 a it's the same place but it's a but it's a different place and you know that that ascent is is continuing for for fiu and certainly you know, as an athletics department, that's that's where we want to go to. We want to be matching the, you know, the path of the university, and and we're going to do it. Yeah. So kind of going on, you, you spend a year as an assistant coach there, and then you go into an administrative role. Just talk to us, kind of the move, why you decided to do that, and um, do you kind of miss coaching basketball now? A couple, of, you know, many years later, you're now the assistant AD, but do you miss being on the court coaching up the guys? So you always miss the the relationships between a coach and a player is a very special dynamic um you're 
it's almost like you're a you're a parent in a lot of ways. You know, if, if you have kids, you understand what that's like. And, you know, these these become your your family members and, you know, how, you know, the the the, the good, the bad, the ugly, how you deal with situations. Uh, it's such a it's a it's a roller coaster. Um, so that relationship piece, of course, you miss. But I'm really fortunate in the role that I'm in that I get to, you know, still mentor our our young men and young ladies. I still get to work with our 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 coaches on a on a regular basis. So I I get my fulfillment from the impact that I can can have in that regard. It's not the same as coaching, um, but my skills are best used in 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 this capacity. And so you know over time you 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 kind of figure out where where you can help, where you can lead, where you can make a difference. And uh, you're always going to miss the the highs and lows of the of the competition, the game, but you still get that fulfillment, you know, as an administrator, because we're, we're all in. I mean, we're all in and how we want to support our young ladies, our young men. And that's we're going to continue to do that on a regular basis. So I, I still get that fulfillment. And Heath, obviously for you, I know that, um, you know, you spent some time at another school in Florida State um, as a video coordinator and then made the turn to FI 305 in a couple of years or in 2008. Talk to me about that process um, to come back to South Florida after, you know, being at a school like FSU, you know, big basketball, ACC. What was that like to come back to South Florida? So, I, I you know, I was here at FIU, as we talked about early in the early 2000s. And, you know, I was offered an amazing opportunity to go work for one of the most elite um human beings and, and head basketball coaches on the planet and Coach Hamilton. Uh, those two years at Florida State were uh, instrumental in my development as a, you know, not not just a, you know, athletics, somebody within athletics, but just as a person about how you run a program, um, how to do things uh, in a way to be successful. Um, that that time period was 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 just huge um, on my development. So, you know, that opportunity was special. Uh, I was grateful to be there. I learned so much. Uh, and and the reason I left there is because I got promoted and the opportunity to come back here as a as an assistant coach. Um, but to be able to be a part of that uh, was, you know, it's one of my cherished memories. I'm so fortunate I got to do it. And, uh, you know, I still use a lot of those skills and, and, and things that went on within that program to help, you know, our programs today. All right, so let's let's talk a bit about um, a, a a point in FIU history that I remember quite fondly. It was November of 2021. That was a crazy month for this school, right? So Pete Garcia had stepped down from his role as the AD on November 10th. At what point did you feel that this was going to happen? Uh, unless you were just as surprised as I was the day that it happened, and. When did you know that it would fall on you to step in and be the interim AD? So it was early on the, the morning of November 9th um, that I received a call. At, you know, in, in athletics, this is normal for all of you out there. I did receive a okay. call about six in the morning um, from from the president uh, who asked to to meet with me and, you know, explain why. And uh I said absolutely. I mean, I'm a I'm a proud Panther. Uh, I want to do anything that can can help, you know, support our institution and and you know, especially our athletics department. And uh, I had the opportunity to meet with him, you know, that that morning. And you know, things started moving very quickly from from there. So I had uh, 
you know, about a 12 to 18 hour, you know, heads up on, on what was going to happen on, on the next day. Uh, but, you know, also, you know, when you're, you know, when you're in athletics for as, as long as you are too, you know, you're always, we're always preparing ourselves for the what ifs, right? We, we look at things that happen around the country and say, well, what if this was me? How would I do this? How would I react? What would I do? Uh, and, you know, there is no, there is no training, right? You can't read a book for it. You know, you, you kind of got to get thrown, thrown into the, into the fire and, and that's what happened. But at the end of the day, it wasn't about me. It's about, you know, the, the people that were serving and supporting and, um, you know, we, we did that during that time period and, you know, set this up, you know, nicely for, for Scott to come in and, and, uh, you know, help grow our brand and, and, you know, get our programs to the, to the levels that, that we all want them to be at. Obviously you mentioned Scott, he came in just 20 days later following the, um, uh, following Pete Garcia stepping down, what was it, you know, when it was revealed that Scott Carr would be the AD, what was the recruiting process like to bring him in and what made, well, Scott, you know, eventually the front runner for, for the athletic director spot here at FIU. So in our industry now, I mean, a lot of these uh, searches are done by nationally recognized and, and reputable search firms. So the university hired a, um, a search firm to uh, undergo, um, you know, undergo the search and they did, you know, from all intents and purposes, an extensive uh, national search and, you know, found the right leader for, for FIU at this time. And um, so as far as the process went, I mean, they, they do, they do interviews, they, they take calls and, you know, they look around the country. I mean, they're really well, they, they know, you know, they do their research and they do their homework and they, they meet with the institution. They understand what exactly they're looking for. And, and then they try to find the 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 person that's going to fit that role the best to to match the institution, and and that's what they did in this case. And then just to follow up, what what, what has stood out about Scott thus far through I believe just over a year now at this job, with working with you, and how how has it been working with someone like like Scott Carr? It's been great. I mean, from from the second that you know he he came in here, uh, he has treated me wonderfully. I mean, he's a, a kind human being. He's somebody who's got extensive experience at multiple different stops throughout collegiate athletics. Uh, his, his life has revolved around athletics. He was very, very well prepared for this opportunity. And he's done a lot of things in the, I guess it's two years now. I mean, we're talking about November of 2020. I can't believe it's been two years. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of good things that have, that have, that have happened. And a lot of things that you know, our fans don't always see, but there's there's infrastructure in place here that's going to uh, help us, you know, as I mentioned, get to the levels that we all want to be at. Uh, we all strive for excellence. We we want to be great. We want we want all of our our programs and, and and teams to win every game. We want all of our athletes graduating. We want, you know, we all want that. You know, we're all we're all competitors. And, you know, he's definitely, you know, helping us you know, get to that next level that we all want to be at. And obviously, I would agree, you know, Heath, Scott, you know, it's been a great turnaround here in the past couple of years. And I want to know about more about you. So obviously, you're the sport admin for, for both the basketball teams here. And just talk a little about, you know, more about the head coaches that we have. Obviously, Coach Brooks Wild with women's basketball and the turnaround that she's made within, you know, in what would be her fourth season now at FIU and then even coach Ballard and what is he's been able to do for the first couple of years and all the talent that he's brought in. So talk a little about the coaches that, you know, you 
me, the search is on and, and are still here at FIU. So it's a pleasure working with them. Uh, I can say, you know, unequivocally, both of our programs are in better places than they were uh, before they got here on, on a number of different levels. Uh, you know, for our for our ladies, you know, it is very difficult, you know, when you take over a situation where, you know, we weren't as competitive as, as we were. It's, it's very difficult to to start to turn that. And, and one of the things that, you know, Coach Burks and her staff has been able to do is, um, you know, recruit young women that want to be here that are passionate about FIU and also want to be great at what they do in the classroom and on the on the court. And uh, we have a, a very talented group, you know, this year. Uh, it's there's a lot of new pieces. Uh, I'd encourage all of our fans to come out on on Friday during, you know, I know everybody likes to go shopping on on the Friday after Thanksgiving. But, you know, at noon on Friday, uh, we're we're hosting our annual Thanksgiving tournament. We have an opportunity to go you know, win a championship, uh, which is, you know, play on Friday. Hopefully we win and, and Sunday's the, the championship at two o'clock. So we hope you all come out. But um, that program has, has you know, turned a corner in terms of um, our competitiveness. We're very, very competitive. Um, we're going to continue to be competitive. And, and I see a very bright future um, for our young ladies. Uh, in terms of the, the guys, you know, we've had, you know, a very, very, uh, competitive, inspiring, you know, exciting um, brand of basketball that that we've played, and uh, you know, clearly we can see it by the the crowds that have been coming to our games over the years. Uh, you know, massive student support, which is which is awesome and so much appreciated. I think there's a a respect for 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 what our guys do um, and how they perform, and you know how hard they play and and their will to to win and you know although you know we 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 strategically scheduled a lot harder um, at the beginning of this year we all we all knew we were going to do that to to challenge our our young men I, I wish we were seven and zero we all want to be seven and zero but we we did this to challenge them to prepare them for 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 conference play uh, we have a lot of new pieces on the roster this year. It takes a while to get them to to synergize and 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 play as a team, and and I'm very confident and uh, encouraged uh, that we have a very competitive group uh, that's going to be very very exciting to watch, and and hopefully uh, Panther Nation comes out on on Sunday night at six o'clock. Uh, we're we're playing a team that was in the NCAA tournament last year in in Kennesaw State, and so we'd love to have you out there and uh, help support us and and give us an opportunity to to make a difference in the game. Oh, for sure. I obviously I I can say I guess the crowds have been fantastic these past couple of years for for both sides and uh yeah, just a big weekend on tap for for basketball. And so Heath, I want to also ask you in addition, you're also a practicing attorney as well, which was really interesting to read about. And with that, obviously that comes with the negotiations and contracts and one of that here at the football stadium, we have Miami FC and their soccer games. Talk a little about that and being able to negotiate that and also have another professional team here um, on our campus. So we're appreciative to have Miami FC here. Uh, they've become a part of our fabric. I think they're on their seventh or eighth season now. Uh, they're, they've now moved up and are competing in the, the USL. And uh, not only is it good for the community because it brings you know more people out to to the stadium that may have never been on campus before, uh, you know they they also you know help us from from a revenue standpoint as well. And 
um, you know, to, 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 to get our programs to the levels that we want to, it, it does take, you know, revenues. Um, it's a very competitive marketplace and, you know, we've always tried to be creative in, in our different revenue streams. And, um, you know, that, that goes a long way, you know, whether it be through Miami FC, whether it be through, I just saw you flashed up the, uh, the QR code. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys of, of, of the Panther club. I mean, every single dollar, uh, you know, that, that goes to the Panther club benefits our programs. And, you know, Scott's been out there, uh, you know, on, you know, when we've had different events and he talks about our, you know, almost 300,000 different alums. And, you know, if everybody, you know, just gave $10, we'd have $3 million to do things to, to help our programs and our teams. And, uh, we're, we're, we're establishing a culture of giving here and, you know, your impact with just a small amount of money goes a really, really long way. So thank you to everybody that has joined the Panther Club. I know the numbers are growing uh, significantly. I was in a meeting the other day talking about how we've grown those numbers. Uh, if you're not a member, uh, we'd love to have you uh, and, and you know, help. You know, you're a part of our program. Panther Nation's part of the program. And, you know, whether it be a member of the Panther Club, whether it be uh, – you know, coming, just coming out and being in the stands, you know, or on national TV to show that, that we have that love and love and support that we know we have, but to show the nation that it makes a difference. It makes an impact on, on recruiting. Uh, it just, it goes such a, such a long way. So thank, thank you guys for, for putting that up there. So presidential visits, MMA fighting, and the Miss Universe pageant, none of those seem exactly related to each other, but they are all prestigious events that you yourself have ha have uh, managed at some point in your career. So something I'm these are all things I'm very interested in knowing um, how you were able to manage them in the first place and just providing a bit of context for all of those. Well, I mean, sports teaches you a lot of different skills. I mean, it teaches you to to think on your feet fast. It, it teaches you how to, you know, deal with disappointment, you know, conflict resolution. I mean, there's so many different things and these major events are, I mean, they're, they're stressful because if the, yeah. if the slightest thing goes wrong, it could impact your brand negatively forever. And so whenever you have those, you know, those lights shining, you gotta, you know, maintain your poise, which you're, you're taught as an athlete, you're taught as a coach. Um, and then you just have to lead and make the best decisions that you can in the in the moment. And, you know, I've been very fortunate to be involved with with different events. I mean, we talked about the revenue component, but, you know, getting your brand out there is is huge for our university. Whenever you have a, a president on your campus, I mean, the, the nation's eyes are on you. And so, uh, you know, I've. I do, I do event management, right? That's part of the skill set that I have. And we have a great team of people here that are, uh, you know, involved in the, in the minor and the major details of everything. And uh, it's about building a team, getting your team to, to be rowing in the right direction. And, and when you can do that, you can have a great event and you can really showcase uh, what FIU is all about. All right. But, but, but just to clarify, when, when did these, uh, uh events happen specifically the mma and the miss universe uh pageants when when did you speci specifically get involved with those so mma was at the beginning of my administrative career we had a um, a promoter that probably did about 10 different fights here in the 
uh, in the Ocean Bank Convocation Center. I think I actually have, I still have a picture of one of them on my on my on my wall here. One wow. of these one of these pictures from from one of those. I mean, the community came out and supported it. It was a good revenue producer for us. Uh, they they were a lot of fun. Uh, MMA is not for everybody, but for the, the folks that that came out, uh, really had a good time. And and again, it brought it brought people to our campus that may have never never been here before. And you know, we're such a a major economic engine in the South Florida community. Whenever you can get people to come here and see what what we are and what we're about, that that's a win for FIU. Yep. Alrighty then, Kevin. Is it time for a break? Certainly is. All right, then let's get into it. Let's uh, take a minute and get into news break. This is your look at all things FIU athletics and just FIU in general. So let's get right into it. Let's get right into it and start with soccer as uh, awards continue to roll out even after their seasons have come to a close. As both Eduardo Mustre and Philip Hildebrand have been named to the CSC academic all-district men's team and Reagan Bridges for the all-district women's team. Uh, these teams recognize the nation's top two, top student athletes for their combined performances on the field and in the classroom. Uh, so Mustre, Hildebrandt, and Bridges now have a chance to advance to the first, second, and third academic All-America teams, which will be announced on December 19th and the 20th. Moving on to tennis, as FIU's very own and uh, – Please, please, please don't flame me. Flame me if I uh, if I mispronounce this. I do apologize. Oyen Lomo Quadre was uh, named to the Conference USA Tennis Athlete of the Month for uh, her achievements in October. Quadre, who was a sophomore from Nigeria, began October with a W at the Bedford Cups Gold Bracket, and uh, she then reached the quarterfinals of the ITA Southeast Regionals. Then was the runner-up in the ITA Doubles Tournament most recently participating in ITA Nationals in early uh, November. So a uh, big congratulations. Uh, let's, wrap, let's wrap it up now with baseball. Are you a, a high school student or a JUCO product that wants to become a Panther? I don't see why you wouldn't. Then you may want to set your sights on the Rich Witten baseball camps on December 9th and January 15th at the FIU Baseball Stadium. This was announced only a few days ago. These camps are designed to, quote, provide players who want to continue their playing careers at the next level with an opportunity to be evaluated by our staff, end quote. You, you can register online at richwittenbaseball.totalcamps.com. So that was your look at Newsbreak. Oh, no. Yeah, we're done. We're done. We're done. Okay, cool. No. All right. Okay. I get it. <laughs> Not my bad. Okay. So it's all good. So uh, Heath, let's talk a bit of about basketball because again, that's 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 your forte, right? Both men's and women's. Let's start with men's a bit. So they currently have a one and six record, right? But they but they have been competitive in just about every game this season. So just you know, what what have you seen from this team early on? Who are some of the players that have that have surprised you with, with how with how with how well they've been they've been competing? Some of the stars that you've expected to have put up big numbers and they have just just what are your overall takeaways from? seven games of work so far well i like our team i mean i get um fortunate that i get to you know attend practice uh from from time to time i mean unfortunately i can't be there all the time uh but you know i get to pop in the gym every once in a while and 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 see what's going on and uh, i think we have a very you know highly competitive group uh they're very spirited uh they're very committed to their craft uh they're in the 
they're in the gym, you know, sometimes I'm leaving out here very, very late at night and they're in here, you know, practicing on their own. And um, I think, you know, they, they have a culture of, of, of love for each other and appreciation and respect for what they do. And I know that, you know, the most successful programs I've been a part of uh, have had that have had that culture. And so you know, obviously we have guys that, you know, have gotten preseason accolades and uh, we've, we've added some new young men to the roster. And, you know, I think our staff is is working that working that out to see who plays well with who and 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 who does and coming up with those lineups and combinations. But I mean, we've shown that we've been, you know, at, at stretch of the time, extremely uh, competitive with, you know, whether it be top 10 teams or, you know, highly ranked uh, mid majors. But this is, you know, this is what we wanted to do. Uh, we wanted to challenge them. They they were up for the challenge. Uh, and the goal being that, you know, we want to prepare for conference play and, and you know, take our best shot in, in Huntsville uh, in March, make sure we're ready to to go and try and win a tournament and, and, and go from there. So uh, I think there's a lot of uh, encouraging signs. Uh, obviously, we still have a, a long way to go. It's a very long season. And as we know in, in, in college basketball, what's going on in November really has nothing to do with what's going on in February and March. And so, you know, our, our guys need to keep keep believing in what they do. And and uh, I think that's going to happen. And we're going to we're going to have a fun, uh, you know, January, February around here into into March. So I would encourage for those of you that haven't been out, we've only had one home game. I mean, that is, you know, college basketball, it's 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 easier to win at home than it is on the road or on neutral court. So we've had one home game this year and uh, some of those home games are going to pick up now. Uh, you know, we mentioned the Kennesaw oh, State game. Yeah. But Wednesday the 29th, we have an opportunity. We're on national television. And uh, Panther Nation, come out and support. It makes a difference. You know, please get here early. Be in your seats. Let's show let's show the national audience that 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 we support. We're out there. And, uh, you know, let's let's make our arena look good, which we know it will. Uh, and I know that those that come out are going to have a have a great time. It is it is very entertaining. Uh, thanks to a lot of the, you know, marketing staff and, you know, DJ MDOT and want to have you out. And it's a, it's a double hunter day. I mean, we got our ladies that are playing at, uh, at three o'clock. So if you're on campus, you know, faculty, staff, you know, come on out and, and, and join us. It'll be a fun day of basketball. Looking at the ladies side, obviously you mentioned they're off to a two and two start, a very tough loss against, I believe, Compton State. So just take us through their season thus far and kind of what Jake said, just who stood out to you and, and that team. Well, they have a lot of new pieces as well, and they got, uh, you know, preseason accolades with, you know, Kalia and Tanasia uh, returning uh, from from the past, and Kalia did a great job out at, at Media Day. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shout her out right here. Great job, Kalia. Um, you know, they uh, they went and you know they played on the road as well, uh, two games and challenged themselves over at Florida Gulf Coast, who's a perennial, um, you know, top program. And so they have a lot of new pieces as well. They have a lot of, uh, you know, new talent. And I think if you come out and, and watch their brand of basketball, it's it's exciting to to watch. And you know, Saturday was was an exciting game. I mean, the the pressure, uh, you know, the, the pressure really got to to Coppin State at, at at one point. And unfortunately, we couldn't we couldn't pull it out there at the end. But you know, again, in the 